Originally, when I planned this episode, I wanted to share some big tips that beginner writers can take to start the novel. I wanted to share step by step how you can write your story and be successful at it. I had an outline of these big tips and was so excited to share them and help you jumpstart your writing. And then I listened to one of my favorite persons, Gillian. And in her YouTube videos, she spoke about what she'll do if she started over or had to start over. And one of the amazing tips that she said was to create at least five to seven pieces of content that focus on the mistakes and oopses in your particular industry. That really got me thinking. So what if instead of big beginner tips, I do an episode on big beginner mistakes? I can show you some big mistakes even your favorite authors made at one time. So I looked at the content that I had already planned out and get this, with a little tweaking, I was able to take the same content and do a what not to do when you want to start your novel. Now I say novel, but really this could go for that short story, fan fiction or flash fiction that you're writing. Whatever story you want to write, this episode is going to help you make some honest decisions and really take action to avoid these common beginner mistakes. During this episode, I will be sharing with you some big but common mistakes I see writers making when they want to write their story. And if I'm being truly transparent with you, some of these mistakes I made in the early days of writing my stories as well. I also have a 10 minute tip for you that you can implement right after you listen to this podcast episode. It's going to help you to generate tons of story ideas. And you know, it's not an epic episode if there isn't a free resource for you. So stay tuned for that and how you can get access to that super helpful resource. And one last thing, I'll be talking about goals or rather lack thereof. And there's a cool, simple strategy that I shared my students during coaching that helps them to set goals and a strategy that they can implement immediately. So I'm going to be sharing that as well with you today. That's a lot of information that we're going to be covering in this episode. So let's dive right in. We became writers because more than anything, we wanted to share our stories with the world. But the reality is, becoming a successful author requires more than brainstorming, outlining and editing. We realized that without an audience, our books would never reach our readers' hands. So we have to take action. I'm Joanna Cole, and I'm on a mission to help you get your books visible and into readers' hands. To do that, we need to work together. You need to continue to write your story, and I will provide you with the strategies and resources you need to become the success you were meant to be. Mistake number one, looking for your big idea. News flash, guys, there isn't any. You may hear that to write a good novel, you need a big original idea. If you Google how to write a novel, one of the first suggestions that come up in the search is to find your big idea. And when you hear or read something like that, something definitely misfires in your brain. I know it misfired in my brain as well too. And it could cause you to get instant writer's block. So you definitely could be stuck 
in that process. You may think, if Google says it, then it must be true. And then you start searching the universe for the answer to this big idea. Or you start looking for this big idea. No, guys. The idea of original doesn't mean that you need to create an out-of-the-world experience for your audience. Unless you are writing a sci-fi, which is literally out of this world. But you don't need to come up with an idea that no one has ever heard before. You want to hear something that you may or may not know? I'm dropping a truth bomb right now. There is an ancient saying that I really, really love. And it's something that I keep recalling to mind every time I start a new project or I find myself flustered. It says, there is nothing new under the sun. You want me to repeat that? There is nothing new under the sun. Seven beautiful words. Short, concise, and easy to remember, but so massively impactful. There is nothing new under the sun. No original, brand new, anything. And so knowing that right there will make the difference between someone who starts their novel and someone who is still waiting for that big idea. And so you may ask, if there is no original idea out there, does it really make sense trying to find something that doesn't exist? Does it make sense writing a story at all? If you don't answer that question with a mindset shift and say yes, it still makes sense writing my story, then you're going to be stuck. And I don't want you to be. So I want you to pay really particular attention to this next part. Original and unique does not apply to the idea. It actually applies to you. Let's pause for a minute to let it sink in. I will repeat that. Original and unique doesn't apply to the idea. It applies to you. It's your voice, your perspective, your words. Look at the Cinderella story for instance. There are so many adaptations, so many viewpoints told in each author's voice. Some were more enjoyable than others. My favorite Cinderella story was Ever After. At that time, it was a new perspective on the story, at least in my viewpoint. And guess what? They didn't reinvent the wheel, and neither should you. But on the other end of the spectrum, having a too original idea can result in your book never getting sold. Shocking, right? If your book is so original, that no one has ever heard about it, then there's probably no audience for it. No audience means that your book isn't marketable, which means no one is buying your book. So looking for that original idea can actually paralyze you and get you stuck. And coming up with an idea that no one has ever heard before can result in an unmarketable book that never gets sold. I want you to land in the middle. That's the sweet spot. So I want you to try this exercise. 
It's a 10-minute exercise that has effectively helped over 789,000 authors to find their unique idea. It has really helped them to spark some sort of inspiration in their book and they have been able to complete over 367,000 novels collectively. So here's the exercise. Think about two of your favorite books or movies. In the genre that you write, I want you to think about these books and movies. And I want you to take a character from book one. So it could be your main character, your side character, your love interest, the villain, the character you think that should have gotten a little bit more screen time. Whichever character you choose. I want you to take that character and place that character in the setting of book number two. So, for example, I can take my favorite movie, Pride and Prejudice. That's historical fiction and it's actually my favorite movie, even though it's not the genre that I write in. I really do love that movie and the book as well, too. And I'm going to take the, let me see, uh, Knives Out, which was a really good movie as well, too. So I'm going to take the character from Pride and Prejudice, which would be Jane's little sister. I think that she got uh, very limited screen time. So I'm going to take her and I'm going to drop her in the setting of Knives Out. Now, there are a few things that I can tweak here. For instance, I can age her up so I can make her older because she is pretty young in Pride and Prejudice. As well as to, I can ask myself, how will her personality play out in this new setting? I'm literally moving her from one era to the next. So what challenges would she face and how would she overcome them? Especially with the type of personality that she has. And right there, I could have a brand new story that I can write. Also too, if I don't want to move her into a different era or even into a different book, then I could just expand on her story. So make up a story about her and the way her life is like during that time. And I can do this all because she got limited screen time. And so this is how I think her life went about in this book or movie. So you see, that took me less than 10 minutes. You can do this for a few characters you like, switching it up however you would like to. And the best part about this is that there is no copyright infringement. So for my fellow writers who worry about copyright laws, which you definitely should think about, this little exercise doesn't infringe on anyone's rights. Okay, to make this exercise even easier, you know I hooked you up. So I created this free resource. It's a PDF download, literally two or three pages long. To the top of the page, you'll see a little guide for you to follow. And you can take what you've learned in this first tip and you can apply it to those pages. And like I said, in less than 10 minutes, you can come up with a bunch of new ideas. I don't want you to spend more than 10 minutes on this. We're doing like a fast brain dump. To receive your free resource, head across to jewishpages.com forward slash three. That's in the number three. And you can download this free PDF. So that's Jewels Pages, J-E-W-E-L-L-Z, pages.com forward slash three. Set your timer to 10 minutes, sit down, and try this exercise.
All right, let's move on to mistake number two, and that is not researching your genre. Now, guys, this is definitely one you need to do when you are writing. If you're currently drafting out your story, take some time to do some research on the genre that you are writing. If you're in brainstorming stage, this is the best time for you to know what your readers expect from your genre and from your story. During the planning process, you can easily make notes and incorporate these writing tropes into your story. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Jewel, I know exactly what genre I write. And I'm glad to hear that. But does your readers know? I remember about a year ago, I was in an FB group for authors. Just scrolling through, minding my own business, right? But I came across this post of this new book that came out. The author wrote this book, self-published it on Amazon, and then dropped the link in the FB groups and told everyone to go buy it. Of course I didn't, because I wasn't that person's ideal reader, or so I thought. And then the majority of persons in the group wasn't their ideal audience either. But another reason why I didn't buy the book was because it was clearly evident that they did absolutely no research on their genre. When I looked at the book cover, I swore, guys, I swore that it was a self-help hairdressing book. There was hair and women in weave and it was pink and black. And so naturally I said to myself, okay, this book isn't for me. But curiosity got the better of me. And so I went to check out what the genre of the book was. I clicked the link. And can you guess what the genre really was? Make a wild guess before I tell you. It was romance. When I tell you, I did a double take and I had to read the description to ensure that they did not place the book in the wrong category. I still didn't purchase it though. All this to tell you how important researching your genre is. If this author took out a little time to research what romance covers look like, the fonts, the colors, and the images, it surely would have a totally different impact on the person who is viewing that book to buy. Can you imagine how many sales this person would have actually lost out on because their book cover looked absolutely nothing like the genre they wrote? That author would have reasoned, I know what my genre is. But my question is, does your readers know? And how can you as an author ensure that your readers know and understand the genre that you're writing? To help you not make this mistake, just like this author, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. Do I know why my readers read my genre? That's question number one. Question number two. Do I know what tropes make up my genre? Question number three. What in this genre satisfies my readers? Question number four. When a reader picks up this genre, what do they expect from it? These are simple questions that you can ask yourself to identify the genre that you write. 
I'll place these in the show notes so that you can go back and go over them. So simply head across to jewishpatriots.com forward slash three and you can get those questions again. Knowing this type of information will not only help you to write your book better, but also market it better to your audience. Like for instance, with the book cover. If you have an audience, I want you to poll them. Use IG stories, Instagram stories and polls, and even use Facebook polls to understand what your audience expects from your book. If you are now starting out and you have absolutely no audience, then I want you to head across to comments under other authors posts. So other famous authors, those in your genre, head across to the comment section under their posts and see what readers are seeing. What are they asking? What do they expect? And a little bonus tip, check out the book covers in your genre that you write. Please check and see the images, the fonts, the colors that they use. Don't forget to read more in your genre. This is another way that you can do research. It's a great way to do research. I love doing research this way because I'm knocking out two things at the same time. I'm getting closer to my reading challenge goal that I currently have on Goodreads. And then also too, I'm understanding how to write my genre better. So you want to try that and not make the mistake of not researching your genre. It is such a vital step for you to find your ideal readers, know who your readers are, what they expect from your book. Identifying your genre, researching the genre that you write, is such a vital step in finding your ideal readers. And you know, your ideal readers are those who your book appeals to the most. They are the ones that are going to buy that book and share it with their friends. So you want to make sure that you know exactly the genre that you're writing in. If you want more on how to identify your genre, I do have a target reader mini course that is available. So this, what we are speaking about here today, is just a little snippet of what I teach in that mini course. We go more in depth as to how you can identify your genre and appeal to your readers. And I give you step-by-step actionable steps along with worksheets in order for you to implement those. It's super simple and super easy to implement. So the waitlist is still open for a limited time only. So if you're listening in real time, the waitlist is open. You can head across to jewishpages.com forward slash waitlist and get on the waitlist. And well, if you're not listening in real time and you are listening to this probably weeks from now, you can still head across to jewishpages.com forward slash TR waitlist and you get access to that course. So that is jewishpages.com forward slash TR waitlist. Okay, mistake number three, not creating an outline. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm writing my mysteries, I need an outline. Otherwise, the book is just not getting written. And you can ask the many drafts that is collecting physical and digital dust right now. I just started writing it with no outline, no direction, and they flopped. Now, I'm gonna finish them, of course, and I create an outline for them. So why is an outline so useful? According to the Kent State University, 
They explain that outlines allows you to see exactly how the points of your story will fit together before you start your rough draft. An outline will show you how your ideas relate, how abstract or concrete your ideas are, how much support you have, and what the overall structure of your story will be. It allows you to construct an ordered overview of your writing. Many pantsters, if not all, would not agree with making an outline. You may see it as restrictive and unnecessary, but your outline doesn't have to be anything complicated. You can simply start with knowing who you're writing for, so your ID readers, as my mini course will show you. You can determine the themes and messages of your book and then develop structured points. It doesn't have to be complicated, so don't complicate it. For my planners and my plansters, you can try the BOO method, B-O-O. So you're going to start off with knowing who you're writing for, so your ID readers. You're going to determine the themes and messages in your book, and then you're going to develop structured points. Then I want you to try the BOO method. First of all, B is a brainstorm. So you're going to brainstorm a list of all the ideas that you want to include in your novel. I want you to spend 10 to 15 minutes on this and write down anything that comes to mind. The next thing that you're going to do is O, organize. And I want you to organize your main plot points. So you have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then O again, order. You're going to take everything that happens in the beginning of your novel and start fleshing it out. Everything that happens in the middle of your novel, you're going to flesh that out as well. And then everything that happens in the end of your novel, you're going to be fleshing that out as well. Don't complicate it. Take 10 to 15 minutes, get this done, and you will have a greater understanding of the type of story that you are writing. Mistake number four, not setting goals. Why do we set goals? This is the way that you can ensure that your novel gets finished. When you set goals and you actively work towards them, the underlying word here is actively working towards them, you can definitely accomplish a lot with your writing. So there are two goals that I like to set and there are two goals that I actually teach my students to set as well. So the first one is your word count goals. Ask yourself, what type of story am I writing? Is it a short story, a novel or flash fiction? Each story type has a particular word count goal. And so depending on the story, then you can determine the amount of words that you need to write. So that's the first step. I want you to determine the story type that you're writing. When you do that, you're going to be able to figure out how many words you need to write on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, and then a daily basis. For instance, if you're writing a novel, I would count anywhere between 45,000 words to 50,000 words is the length of a typical novel. So some novels are longer, like I write mystery thriller suspense, and my latest novel is over 6,000 words with a goal of 80,000 words, but that's a longer novel. Basically, when you decide to write a full-fledged novel of about 50,000 words, you are taking the second step. You're figuring out how many words you need to write. Once you've done that, the next step would be to decide how long you want to take to write this first draft. 
Now this is a little tricky. Your first draft can take anywhere from three months to nine months to years to finish. I know, I said years. I know many authors who have been writing their book for about 12 years and counting. I don't want that to be you. So what we're gonna do is set a goal for three months max. If you're writing 50,000 words, that's about 17,000 words per month that you need to write, which will break down to 4,300 words per week, which is about 615 words per day to reach your goal. So a 50,000 word novel in 90 days would mean that you need to write at least 615 words per day. And you know what? I think you can do it. I wrote an entire 60,000 word novel in 30 days. So 50,000 words in 90 days, I think is something very doable for you. Now for my overachievers. You may say, Jewel, 615 words a day seems like a little bit too little. And okay, probably you can do more. Probably you can do a thousand words an hour or 2000 words an hour. And that is great. You could literally knock days off of writing from your schedule and move even faster to your goal. So go ahead and do that. Don't allow the three month mark to make you stop writing more words. Add as many words to your novel as you can. Just remember you are trying to make 50,000 words if you're writing a novel. Okay, for those who think that it's a little crazy to do 6.15 in a day, let us see how we can break that down even easier for you. A great suggestion that I have for you to accomplish your goal of writing and completing your novel would be to set time-based goals. And this is something that I also teach my students during their coaching sessions. What are time-based goals, you may ask? These are goals that are based not on word count. It literally has nothing to do with your word count. But it's about the time that you spend writing or even thinking about writing. And I know, I know, it sounds crazy. Like, thinking about writing? What the heck am I talking about? But I have found that even when I'm not physically writing, like when I'm cleaning the bathroom, or when I'm washing wares, or even when I'm at work and my hands are doing something, I keep thinking about my writing and the steps that I need to take next. This is where I've also gotten the majority of inspiration and ideas for my stories. And so while you're not actively working on your story, you are passively doing so. And that is quality time that you're spending in your writing. So how does a time-based goal work? It's very simple. All you have to do is say that you're gonna write for an hour and that's it. That's the goal. The amount of words written doesn't matter because it's about the time spent. The reason why I found this to work very effectively, because if you're like many of my fellow writers, you may feel depressed when you can't reach your work on goal. I've had many writers message me saying that they won't participate in NaNoWriMo or Camp NaNoWriMo because it's depressing. It actually gets them depressed and it sends their anxiety through the roof. This is because a NaNoWriMo is a marathon, but it's not your journey. 
It's word count goal focus. And many authors rather not do it. And I'm saying NaNoWriMo and Camp NaNoWriMo. And a lot of persons are probably wondering, what am I talking about? So I talk all about Camp NaNoWriMo and what it is in podcast episode number two. So you can head across to jewishpages.com forward slash two, as in the number, and you can hear all about what Camp NaNoWriMo and NaNoWriMo is. So if setting a time-based goal is better for you, then I urge you to do it. And of course, if you want help to set your time-based goal, it is something that we do during our coaching sessions. It really and truly helps you to align yourself with your schedule and it helps you to alleviate your anxiety. So if you want me to help you with setting your time-based goal, you can definitely head across to jewishpages.com forward slash coaching and you can apply for coaching today. You are listening to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with Jibu Nicole. Jibu Nicole is an independent author and book marketing coach who helps writers to write and finish their stories and market themselves online. She offers limited coaching sessions every single month on various topics of the book marketing process. If you would like one-on-one attention to your book marketing needs, then click the link in the show notes and save your spot today. We are on the long stretch home. Mistake number five, not creating a schedule or creating a schedule and then not sticking to it. So the last thing I want to advise you is when you're starting your story, after you figure out what you're going to write, how many words you would like to write, you need to create a schedule and stick to it. Now, I don't want you to create a generic schedule or just go and grab one off the internet. Most schedules are basically the same and they're very unrealistic. Many writing gurus may tell you that you have to write every day. Even Google says in order for you to be successful at writing, it needs to be done every day. Like what? This is so unrealistic and impossible to do. Not everyone has the same circumstances and because each writer has unique challenges and situations in life, a generic schedule definitely is not going to work. So if your schedule doesn't work for you, then most likely you're not going to stick to it, right? You'll probably find it's too demanding and it's asking too much of you. If you've created a schedule and you find that you're not sticking to it, it's probably because it's generic. You didn't create a schedule around your time, your challenges, and your circumstances. And so you're going to find it very difficult for you to stick to it. So what I want you to do is to re-evaluate the schedule that you've created. If you could only write on Wednesday at 5 a.m., then every Wednesday at 5 a.m., that is your schedule. If you could only write Tuesday, Thursday and Saturdays for one hour, then that is your schedule. Doing this is going to help you to stick to it and you'll be able to accomplish your goals faster. And so there you have it. Five big mistakes I see beginner writers making when they want to start their story. But before you go, I have an action step for you. Yes. It's a simple one. 
what I want you to do is to start with number one. So we talked about looking for that big idea. Yeah, I want you to stop doing that. Stop looking for the big idea. Go and grab yourself the free resource that I created and follow the exercise that we spoke about earlier in this episode. When you've come up with an idea or a few ideas, I want you to send me a message and tell me all about it. I'm serious. I would love to hear about all these amazing ideas that you came up with. So please send me a message on any one of my socials or even email me and tell me all about your idea. I really hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating and recording this one for you. That's all I have for you today and until next time, keep writing! You were listening to the Books, Blogs and Business podcast show with Jew and Nicole. All resources mentioned in this podcast can be found in the show notes of this episode. Share this episode with your favorite social media platform and tag me. By doing so, you will help many of your other fellow writers to learn how they can get their books visible and into readers' hands. And one more thing, head across to your favorite podcast player and leave Books, Blogs and Business a review so that I can know how much you really love the show. I'm Jewel Nicole and until next week, keep writing!